Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, Happy Thursday, Edwin. Happy Thursday, Andrew. You don't normally say happy Thursday. Is this a particularly happy Thursday for you? Let's see. What What is the date today? Today is January 28th. No, it's not. Oh, it's just, it's just Thursday. It's, <laughs> it's just, just Thursday. Thursday. It's a day that the Lord has made. <clears throat> I was trying to be polite, but let's... <laughs> Psalm 22. All right. <laughs> Today I'm going to read from the New American Standard Bible. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Far from my deliverance are the words of my groaning. Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I have no rest. Yet you are holy. O you who are enthroned upon the praises of Israel, in you our fathers trusted. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were delivered. In you they trusted and were not disappointed. But I am a worm and not a man, a reproach of men and despised by the people, all who see me sneer at me. They separate with the lip. They wag the head saying, commit yourself to the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him because he delights in him. Yet you are he who brought me forth from the womb. You made me trust when upon my mother's breasts. Upon you I was cast from birth. You have been my God from my mother's womb. Be not far from me, for trouble is near. For there is none to help. Many bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They open wide their mouth at me. As a ravening and a roaring lion, I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaves to my jaws, and you lay me in the dust of death. For dogs have surrounded me. A band of evildoers has encompassed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look, they stare at me. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, be not far off. O you, my help, hasten to my assistance. Deliver my soul from the sword, my only life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, from the horns of the wild oxen. You answer me. I will tell of your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify him and stand in awe of him. All you descendants of Israel, for he has not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried to him for help, he heard. From you comes my praise in the great assembly. I shall pay my vows before those who fear him. The afflicted will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him will praise the Lord. Let your heart live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will worship before you. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth will eat and worship. All those who go down to the dust will bow before him, even he who cannot keep his soul alive. Posterity will serve him. It will be told of the Lord to the coming generation. They will come and will declare his righteousness to a people who will be born that he has performed it. Praise God. Man, whew, every day. That is powerful. Every day it is so powerful. Man, okay. <laughs> Yesterday we started talking about the strong prophetic ties of Psalm 22 to Jesus, the New Testament, all the fulfillment found therein. So we're talking a little bit more about Jesus today. Well, I, I might want to talk about us today. Oh, okay. Well, let's do that instead. <laughs> well, because I, I think, I mean, let's, 
I, I read a poem. Okay. And it was while I was studying and preparing for these conversations, came across this actually in the Truth For Today commentary. And it's honestly, it, it's made this psalm even more powerful. Um, it's kind of like I want to, I want to pick. Okay, so let's piggyback off of Jesus that we talked about yesterday, okay. and that is, is that if Jesus is the ultimate victim, right? Who then ends up being the ultimate victimizer? Was it the Jews? Was it the Romans? What? Who? Who actually is the one that's oppressing him and putting him on that cross and keeping him there? Who crucified him? Yeah. So I want to read this poem to you. It's called Remorse. Okay. By uh, someone named Sue Fife. It was published apparently in Christianity Today way back in 1966. It's pretty brief. I'd just like to read the whole thing. Here you go. Okay. Remorse by Sue Fife. To have been the cup his lips touched and blessed. To have been the bread which he broke. To have been the cloth he held as he served or water he poured as he spoke. To have been the road he walked on the way. To have been his print in the sand. To have been the door that opened the tomb. But I was a nail in his hand. Remorse by Sue Fife. Wow. I know. (laughs) I mean, when I read that, it was like getting kicked in the gut. But true. Yeah, true. So when we think about uh, when we think about why the cross and why Jesus is there suffering these things, poetically prophesied in Psalm twenty-two, mm. it's because of me. The bulls of Bashan, or as you said the other day, was it Bashan? You pronounce that differently than I do, probably more correctly than I do. Uh, the dogs that encompass mm-hmm. the piercing of the hands and the feet, the the dehydration and the emaciation, all of that, that's me and my sin. Mm -hmm. He was there because I sinned. If it wasn't for sin, he would not have been there. And I don't mean if it wasn't for the sins of Pilate and if it wasn't for the sins of Judas. I mean, I get that all of that is true, but if it wasn't... If it wasn't for the sins of the world, and I have to remember I'm a part of that, I don't get to say, well, it's all them. It's all those people. My sins aren't as bad as this guy's or that guy's or or even Andrew's because his sins, wow. You right. know, no, no. <laughs> no, I know. That's that's next episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I was a nail in his hand. I appreciate mm. that. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate when you, when you talk about the, the length, I guess, of this, uh, of the, of his sacrifice and the power of his sacrifice. Even the Psalm talks about that. The, the idea where it ends is that this must be taught from father to child and from child, you know, to grandchild. On and on it goes. And the breadth of it, that it goes all over the world. This news, what Jesus has done on this cross and then in conquering death. Mm. I I know we talk about I've seen the sign that people put on their wall mm-hmm. and it, it, it talks about, hey, it wasn't the nails that held him to the cross. It was his love. Mm. And I appreciate that. I, I really do. I think it was because he loves you and he loves me that he stayed on the cross. Yeah, he he could have come down when when they said, hey, come down from there and prove to us that you're the son of God. He could have done yeah. that. Yeah, He could have done that. We know he could have called legions of angels, and he could have conquered them right there, but he didn't. He stayed on the cross because he loved us. There's another imagery, though, that we can look at. There's the song, How Deep the Father's Love, that we often sing. And in that song, the expression is, it was my sin 
that held him there. Mm. And it's not arguing with that other statement. It's just no. looking at it from another angle. It's it's another perspective. And it's the fact that it wasn't it wasn't his sin that held him there. No. He wasn't on no, that no, cross no. because of his sin. He's on the cross because of my sin. Yeah. And and this was God's plan in order to deal with sin and to redeem us. Incredible love crafted from the foundation of the world. And one of the ways we see that this is God bringing about his plan is because of a writing like Psalm 22. And I, I mean, I'm honestly, I'm having a hard time even continuing in this conversation because it's so, you know, now that we've started talking about it, it's just kind of pulling up a lot of stuff in my head and my and my heart on this. But that the poem that we read there, the remorse and the reminder that I am the nail, is is reminding me how important the psalm itself is as it describes really what Jesus has done, as Jesus is the fulfillment of that. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus is the fulfillment of this psalm, I can pray this psalm. So mm -hmm. and I, to me, it's important now as, we, as we're, you know, to bring kind of our conversations from this week together. I know we've got one more day, but I want to bring it all together at this one point. We I tried to stress that it's important for us to remember that this is really a situation in David's life, even if we can't pick one and know which one where it's happening. And the reason to notice that is because that's that allows me to worship with this psalm when I am feeling forsaken. I can bring this to the Lord. I don't have to sit back and say, no, no, it's only about Jesus. I, this can't be on my lips. Rather, when I'm feeling this, I can bring it. But why? Because Jesus fulfilled it. Mm. If Jesus hadn't gone to the cross, number one, this prayer would be useless. Yeah. Answer me. What with what? He he hasn't. He doesn't. He, he didn't. didn't. He didn't. Yeah. But because Jesus was on that cross, he did. Mm -hmm. I know he mm -hmm. answers me because I know he answered Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know the powerful thing, this is the other thing I thought about. In David's words, it's while he's on the horns of the oxen mm -hmm. that he's answered. Mm -hmm. Think about that. This is a picture of like your your bullfighter that is grabbed by the horns of the bull and thrown up into the air. And it's it's in that moment that he's finally answered. And with Jesus, when is he answered? He is answered in the tomb. Yeah, in the resurrection. In the resurrection. Although I think there might be a sense of, you know, when Jesus says, it is finished, into your hands I commit my spirit, when he says oh, that, which yeah. is, of course, quoting another psalm. Yeah. Um, when he says that, there's also the aspect of having been answered because— he was he was praying that he could get through this. Mm -hmm. He was praying that he could mm -hmm. actually accomplish this, and he did. And he did. And of course, we see the real victory on the third day when he comes forth. But but the mere fact that he got through this sacrifice, that he stayed on the cross until it was accomplished. Wow. These are very humbling thoughts for me. Very humbling things to read and to consider. Um, in Jesus' fulfillment of these things, ultimately and literally, as, as we've been uh, stressing in these episodes, you know, I, I look at verse 6 of the psalm, but I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised by the people. And we wonder at a time when David was really despised by his people. Maybe it maybe that episode, you know, where the men have turned on him and, and this is all your fault. Mm -hmm. Of course, with Jesus on the cross, I mean, there's there's just no denying everyone who's anyone has come around him to mock him and yeah. to spurn him. But in both of these instances, you have these holy men of God and they see themselves as 
a worm and no man. They are brought so low. I find it, um, I, I guess, I, ironic that, that today we have trouble having that type of humility, even taking that word worm and using that to describe ourselves in any way. There was a hymn I sang when I was a kid, and I guess I'm dating myself, called Alas, and Did My Savior Bleed. Alas, and did my Savior bleed, and did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for such a... Now, when I was a kid, we sang for such a worm as I. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the last few editions well, I've seen when, of that Because hymn, when you were a kid. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's been changed for such a one as I. And there's yeah. this discomfort of taking that word worm. And I don't think it's because we say, I'm not worthy to feel like a worm like David and Jesus in this psalm. I think it's because we don't like the idea of saying I'm a worm for anybody. Yeah. Uh, and yet, I, I guess for me, I just bring that up now because we we've, we're talking about this other poetry and some yeah. very humbling thoughts. And in my wretchedness of sin, in in uh, you know looking at myself and what Jesus has given up for me, I am a worm. I am low, and and only by this place of humility and recognizing my my wretchedness apart from Christ can I appreciate that He lifts me up. And he exalts. That he that I become anything but that. Yeah. I think the reason people have pushed against that is because they say, well, I, okay, I was that, but I'm not that anymore, so I shouldn't have to say it. And yet here's David saying it in this psalm after the answer has already come. Remember, this psalm is written after the answer after has the come, answer's and come. he's still able to say, this is where I was, this is what I am. Yeah. I think Philippians 2, when it talks about Jesus who mm. came down from the throne yeah. into the world and went to the cross as a essentially is accused of slave rebellion. He's up there as a criminal. And uh the humility, the the lowly, the emptying self of self. Yeah. And we push back against that when I'm the one that's supposed to empty and say here's who I am. Yeah. Uh yeah. Well, listen, but he did I... it for such a worm as I and because of that I'm answered. Praise yeah. the Lord. And I would uh, I would <laughs> I guess I would just say, no one asked me. I'd put worm back into that hymn. That's <laughs> certainly biblical. We read it here in Psalm 22. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, listen, we're so glad that uh, you've joined us for the conversation today. We'd love to know what you're reading and learning from this psalm. I invite you to send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Edwin, would you lead us in prayer? Holy God, thank you. Thank you for devoting your son for such worms as we. Thank you for lifting us up from that. Thank you for making us saints, holy ones. We are in awe of you. We are the nails. But we also understand that it was your love, his love, the Spirit's love that held him there. Thank you. Through your son, Jesus, who stayed on that cross, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. 
You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. <clears throat> okay, here's what I want to talk about. So, we're, we're, oh. so okay, so we. Well, begin, what do you want to talk about? Well, we begin diving, do, uh, doving, diving. <laughs>